everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today my friend Justin is back and we're talking about the movie Just Right. Hi Justin. Hey Michelle. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's been it's been a while. Yeah. All right, so a few things about this movie. It was released in May of 2010. It's directed by Sana Hamri, written by Michael Elliott. It stars Queen Latifah, Common, and Paula Patton. The IMDb.com summary is, a physical therapist falls for the basketball player she is helping recover from a career-threatening injury. It has a 5.9 on IMDb, and it made $21 million at the box office. All right, Justin, what are you rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? Um, Surprisingly, I was actually really close to that score um, that IMDb had, so I had like a 5.2. Okay, 5-2. I'm landing anywhere between like a 5.5 and a 6. That's fair. Also similar to the IMDb score. One of the questions I usually ask is, why did you choose this film to talk about? But in this case, I chose this movie for us to talk about. Uh, The reason I chose this is because I know that you play basketball. It's true. And just thought that maybe this would be a movie that you had some opinions about. And we haven't talked in a while. So, and I know... This was the first time you saw this movie in full. Is that correct? That's true. Um, (laughs) When I was watching it, parts of it made me feel like, have I seen parts of this movie? But um, I'm pretty sure I've never seen it all the way through anyway. Got it. So you might have seen bits and pieces before. I might have seen bits and pieces, but (laughs) that doesn't bode that well for this movie because I'm usually very good at remembering all the movies I've seen. Fair. (laughs) That is very fair. Uh, Yeah. So in terms of relationship with this movie, this was the first time you've seen it. For me, I'm calling this like I have a cable TV relationship with it, probably similar to you where I've just seen bits and pieces of it. This movie came out in 2010. I definitely do not remember this coming out into theaters and like going to see it with friends in the theaters. So every time I've seen this is also been in bits and pieces on in the background. So yeah, we're both kind of coming in with this movie, like not super high, which I kind of expected. And a lot of movies for me that I talk about on the pod, I I usually have like a pretty strong relationship with them, like a highly rewatched film. This is kind of unfortunately not that for me for this movie, but let's, let's talk about some things we like about this movie for a movie that we're kind of rating in the fives. This is a very average movie. Uh, Yeah, what are some things you like about it? So kind of like what you're saying, I didn't find it. I don't think it's going to be super rewatchable necessarily, Mm -hmm. but all the characters I feel like still had a certain um, likability to them overall, especially like Queen Latifah. I think Mm -hmm. um, she did a good job. There's a believability to some extent of her character and everyone played their role in a relatively convincing fashion. So Mm -hmm. probably... That's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) A very small part. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think this movie is Queen Latifah's movie. Um, I thought she was incredibly charming, very likable. The one thing I noted about her character of Leslie is that she's just so good at pep talks. And I kind of was like, I need someone like that in my corner day to day, just hyping me up all the time. But yeah, the character of Leslie, I really liked her. She's very sure of herself. She doesn't second guess anything. She knows what she wants. She doesn't want to be Scott's second choice at the end. Scott played by Common, Scott McKnight. And then like the other thing I thought maybe we could talk about now is that this is a movie with two black leads. 
there's a lot of representation in terms of the black community. I think in this era, and still, there's a lot of rom-coms that are just predominantly white. And I think we've gotten a little bit better at more interracial relationships. But I don't know, any any thoughts about that? Um, that's super true. Um, I feel like, are there a lot of rom-coms with a female um, non-white lead, actually? Maybe like J-Lo Not, movies? I can Maybe think J-Lo. I think that might be it in this in this era, specific era, like the 2010s. But I, I did look up like best movies with black leads in terms of like the rom-com genre. And there were a few movies on the lists, but I don't think I would quantify them as rom-coms. I think they're more drama. Like, I don't know if you've seen Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. I saw that like in full recently and I was like, this isn't a rom-com at all. I agree. But yeah, there's there's movies like that that are more dramatic takes on black love, but yeah, I'm here for more of these kinds of stories, and I hope that they're making more of these kinds of movies. Yeah, I think along those lines, like, less to do with the diversity, but just having a woman lead and the way Queen Latifah is, like, very empowered, very likable, mm. like, knowing what she wants, like you're saying, um, that, like, confidence level to her. I mean, I feel like that's, I guess you'll get to this later, but, like, one of the themes is, like, women empowerment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely we need more of that. I, I guess I'll shout out the random cameos here and maybe you can speak more to it because I know it's like kind of NBA heavy here. Uh, Stuart Scott, who was ESPN anchor. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. ESPN anchor. He unfortunately um, passed away a few years ago. Right. Cancer. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was uh, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in this movie for a little bit. John Legend is like on camera for 10 seconds. Other NBA players here, Dwight Howard, Dwayne Wade. Rajan Rondo's in this movie for I don't mm-hmm. even think he has a speaking part but he's just at Scott McKnight's birthday party mm-hmm. anybody else Elton Brand who's um former number one pick he played in Chicago he played oh, in LA okay. he played in Philly he's now part of the he's the GM of the 76ers now okay sounds uh, like a big name I have no idea who that is <laughs> <laughs> um that's all I can think of got it okay uh and then for me I don't know if you might appreciate this, but for other people out there, there are random 30-second bits of like two particular actors that I wanted to call out here. There's Peter Herman, who plays Scott McKnight's doctor. He's in the TV show Younger with Hilary Duff. I mean, not an important character at all in this movie. And then the second actor is Paolo Montalban, who is the sommelier at the end of the movie with Morgan, who's played by Paula Patton and Common. He is... Prince Charming in The Cinderella with Brandy. These are two things I'm not sure that you've ever seen. No. Younger and Cinderella. Not not familiar (laughs) with either of these. But anyway, I wanted to call them out because that Cinderella uh, movie was a really, really important part of my my childhood. So I was shocked to see him for like 30 seconds in this movie. And I loved it. Mm. Oh, I did think of something I liked. It um, Towards the end of the movie, she ends up in Philly, and I live in Philadelphia now, so it was interesting to see a little oh, yeah. bit, like a little snippet of um, Philadelphia. Did they actually film in Philadelphia? Um, yeah, there's like, she visits the 76ers facility, and then they show wide shots of Philadelphia in a couple places, I think. Got it. I mean, I usually say, in terms of things I like, is like when a movie is happening in New York, 
Mm-hmm. I like it. But this movie, I think, while it is in New York, a lot of it happens in New Jersey, which is now where I live. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't have a whole lot of Jersey pride, so it's fine, whatever. But yay, I guess, cool. There's some Jersey depiction. But I noticed that a lot of the scenes when she's in New York are actually, she's in Roosevelt Island, which is a little sliver of land between Manhattan and Queens. Mm. And I don't know if they were trying to pass it off as like downtown New York, but the second I saw that, I was like, that is Roosevelt Island for sure. Oh, realize it was that recognizable. I just must not know it that well. The island gets a bed rap. Uh, no one, not no one, but it's far. It, it's not really on the way to anything. But anyway, that's that's what I noticed too. Okay, so let's quickly move along to things we don't like. This list is probably a lot longer than things we liked about it. Do you want to kick us off here? <laughs> so uh, part of the reason why I actually rated it close to a five was there's nothing I really enjoyed about the movie and nothing I really like hated, so to speak, mm. about the movie. It was just like, oh, it's okay. I guess I just, I got through that movie. I didn't want to like shut it off. <laughs> I was simultaneously doing something else, so that might have helped. But <laughs> a lot of the things I didn't like were just some of the believability, and I feel like mm-hmm. I did mention all the characters worked earlier, but <laughs> I'm now realizing I wrote supporting characters were all forgettable. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. But before we get into supporting characters, I want to talk about Common a little bit. Okay. Um, I put him here under this category of things I didn't like about this movie. So Common is someone who I think most of us associate to being a musician, a rapper. Interesting casting choice here. I was like, he's not that good in this movie, but I'm like, okay, he's trying. I can see it. He's, you know, he's got some charm and some swagger to him, but I ultimately don't love this performance. And the character of Scott McKnight is like, as you say, it's like just too unbelievable. He's the, I don't know. I don't know if he's the best player in the NBA, but he's definitely the best player at the Nets. Uh, He's, you know, up for contract negotiations, wants to stay with the team. He's a guy with like a a heart of gold. And like this, this whole, I mean, maybe this is a WTF, but the way Morgan comes into his life and he doesn't bat an eye, like a seasoned pro, I feel like, (laughs) would be very skeptical of any woman coming in and out of his life. So you would think that he has a little bit more experience with women wanting to snatch him up, but he's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know, maybe Morgan is just the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. And he just like falls for her instantly. But yeah, I don't know. Combined with Common and the character of Scott McKnight, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I mostly agree with what you're saying. I did think he was a little flat. I do think he had moments of like charisma and like, okay, like likability and and Mm -hmm. just enough believability in the right places to be like, okay, okay. Until I guess you think about it for more than a second. Right. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. kind of makes it fall apart. But I guess that's what I kind of like why it's slightly above the five mark for me is, um, Like, I was able to suspend my belief just enough, even though it was, like, if I thought too much about it, I would have been like, oh, this, none of this would have ever happened, like, this, because of all the reasons you just stated, as well as others. Right. Is he a believable basketball player who would be, like, the best player of the Nets? (laughs) So, they seem like they spent a lot of money on those basketball scenes, or time, because there's real NBA players on the court. It looks, like, pretty realistic in some ways. 
But the basketball scenes were not very good at the same time. But it looks like they were like, we got to make the basketball scenes look good. Right. I would say it looks like he's played basketball for before, for sure. I don't know if NBA, you know, he's he's going to be an NBA player. But I think that's more of a result of the actual scenes they chose to do, even despite him being able to kind of play basketball, didn't showcase that. It was like quick cuts, close-ups that didn't really work, basketball scenes that lasted a really long time, mm-hmm. but like nothing was really done well. I don't know how to explain that, but um, yeah. so the answer is yes, it seems like uh, it's not like he's, you know, sometimes you see movies and it's like that person has clearly never touched like that ball or sport, or if it's like an instrument, that person right. definitely doesn't know how to hold that instrument even, right? So yeah, it seems like he's played basketball before at least. Got it. Okay. So that's a little bit more hopeful than I thought you were going to go with that. Because I, I was watching this movie and Frank was kind of walking in and out of the room. And he's like, Common is not a good basketball player. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to read this. I, I watch NBA games, but I'm not like, I'm a lighthearted fan. I yeah, I can see what Frank's saying as well. But it's like, all right, he's he's played basketball before. He might not be that great. Yeah, but he's fine. I, I, would, I wouldn't say it's like ridiculous based off the scenes okay good to know yeah and i noticed as you mentioned a lot of the like the edits were like quick edits like he would go to shoot the ball but then the next shot was like the ball in the net but we don't see a continuous shot of him throwing the ball into the net and there was so much of it where i was like is common a good basketball player i mean he must quote not be um if they're just doing all these quick edits Mm -hmm. something i wanted to get your opinion on but okay yeah um, I was actually, I tried to look up, like, how do they film these basketball scenes? But I couldn't really find anything. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, like, they use real NBA players. And I, I again, 2010, even I recognize these names um, as a Fairweather fan. I think, like, a lot of the budget must have been towards these particular basketball yeah. game shots. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> um, there's a couple other players now that I'm thinking about the scenes that I, I would recognize, but probably the average person would not know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about Paula Patton as Morgan. I wasn't sure which category to put her in, if it was something I liked or didn't like. She's kind of the comic relief for me in this movie because she's so absurd and so ridiculous in certain scenes, but she's also just the worst. So I'm putting her under here of things I don't like about this movie. I think Paula Patton did great playing this character, but the character itself, I thought was, as you mentioned Common's character was just like kind of flat. She's so strategic and wanting to trap an NBA player and become a, a trophy wife. But at the end, like there's no character arc for her. She doesn't learn anything. There's no consequences to her bad behavior. I, I wrote down this quote that she mentioned in the beginning of the movie is that she, she wants to be a brand by 30. And all I could think about was, oh man, Morgan was a character like 10 years too early. Like if it was now, she would be an Instagram influencer, like with Mm -hmm. probably half a million followers. I just thought that that was really kind of spot on. But at the same time, I was like, she's not a good person. Yeah, definitely not a good person. Uh, Yeah, I think her arc to like what you're saying, she doesn't really have an arc. She like a little bit because she like realizes, you know, that her friend likes the same person mm-hmm. and kind of like let's go in that sense but that's like the sliver of redemption she right has. and they're still good friends so it's like okay yeah yeah i uh wish that there was more consequences for bad behavior i guess 
Um, but other like few other reasons why I don't think this movie particularly lands with me is that not a lot of comedy, not particularly heartfelt. There's no like twists and turns, which is par for course for a generic rom-com. But I guess this movie was quite generic is what I'm trying to say. And for a movie to star both Queen Latifah and Common, there wasn't any standout music for me. Did they play the piano together at one point? Or she sang with him? She sang with him. Yeah, he's playing piano. Okay. But they don't like, it's it's pretty minor. Yeah, yeah. It's like a moment where they almost kiss. That's right, that's right. Maybe I had higher expectations that these two iconic musicians should have some more music ability to, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Or at least music would tell the story a little bit more. But yeah, none of that happened for me here. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to themes then. You mentioned one earlier and it's escaping me right now. Um, I said women empowerment. Women empowerment. Yes, absolutely. Like we said earlier, Queen Latifah, I mean, the whole movie revolves on her. It's really just her kind of having an arc and then every other character is kind of just orbiting her. Mm-hmm. But she knows what she wants. She's not compromising for the most part to get it. And she's good at her job. She's, you know, she's likable. She has energy. She has confidence. She's a great friend, a good daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically all positive attributes. Yeah. As you're saying this, I guess at the end of the movie, like her character doesn't change. You know, like she's the one who stays the same. She doesn't compromise. It's the people around her who come to the realizations and appreciate her for who she ultimately is. Yeah. Did you find her believable as a lead? I did. Yeah. I I really like Queen Latifah. I admittedly don't really know a lot about her film and TV stuff. I know her from Chicago. Like she was nominated for an Academy Award in that. But I was like, I think she's so joyful in this movie. I really, really liked watching her on screen. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. All the things we said and then um, overall like uplifting. Mm-hmm. She has this this air about her that that is like pleasant and warm. Yeah, I I struggled with coming up with the theme for this movie. I was just like the whole like dynamic between Scott and Morgan. Like shiny things aren't always better, or like glitz and glamour aren't always better. It's just like I don't know. I don't think Scott was necessarily chasing. I think he. I don't know. Yeah, they said they sold it in the plot as oh she actually. Morgan had like kind of read up on him and played it in the right way to make him be like, oh, who's this person? She's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel about the chemistry between the Common and Queen Latifah then? Like, it seemed like they had chemistry even before all that happened. So like all of a sudden he sees someone else and he's yeah. just like, who's that? I, I liked the chemistry. Uh, I will say that I think that if Common were a better actor, it would have been better chemistry. But for what this movie is, I think that they had believable and good chemistry do you think so yeah i have written chemistry question mark (laughs) i'm not sure it's like there's moments or it's like just enough where i'm like i can get through i like just continue on without being like what's going on but um if i think about it too much it becomes just because you're like like you were saying like nba star player all that all the things but they portray i guess um common as heart of gold and really trying to be a good person yeah any specific lines or quotes that stuck out to you in this movie i don't have anything that comes to mind (laughs) (laughs) same i have one it's it's mostly i guess we could talk about it we could unpack it a little bit but yeah not not really a memorable movie in terms of lines or quotes or scenes even but 
I keep coming back to Morgan for some reason. So I literally laughed out loud when Morgan and Leslie are talking after Leslie has, she comes home from her blind date at the beginning of the movie. Morgan says something like, you're not supposed to show your true self until you're, you've been married for five years. And it's sad that if this is how she truly feels, and that's obviously very, very unfortunate, but I think growing up and watching a lot of TV and media, I think like this was a lot of the messaging that I personally received. And I'd, I hope that people out there don't think that way, but I could see that some people actually think that way because there's so many, well, like the other thing I was thinking about as I was writing this was the comic Ali Wong. Uh, in her first stand-up special, she talks a lot about trapping her husband's ass. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it? I have. Yeah. So that's kind of what came to mind. I was like, Morgan just wants to trap anybody. And Scott is right now her target. I guess there's kind of some truth in this. Like you don't really want to show your full hand until you've really had that other person commit to you. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I don't personally adhere to that philosophy, but... um. <laughs> You've, how many years have you been married? <laughs> should, as no one should. At least, so I will caveat and say that, like, you know, people change as they should. And as, you know, that, that's just human nature. People change. So I think that there are moments in my relationship, and I've been married for eight years now at this point, but you become more comfortable with the other person. And maybe it's not like an intentional, like, I don't want to show him this side of me, but there are just opportunities or moments where you like maybe think less before you speak or think less before you act so maybe that is quote your true self Mm -hmm. but so yeah I, I don't think that you should hide who you are before you commit to somebody but I do think that it is possible for your true self to come out more when you are more committed to someone does that make sense yeah I guess that does make sense to some yeah I mean, sometimes Frank and I joke around like he trapped me and I trapped him. It's like equal, equal amount of trapping. It's the best way. (laughs) (laughs) Double trap. Double trap. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's move on to WTF moments here. I have a few. Do you want to start though? Yeah, just the the general plot of the the movie (laughs) is kind of a, like a WTF when you think of, like, again, when you think about it. So... The whole plot of the movie, for the few of you guys that have, may have seen this, um, <laughs> Queen Latifah is a huge Nets fan, a genuine fan of basketball, and mm-hmm. she happens to see the star player Common at the gas station at night, and mm-hmm. she just chats him up, is friendly, and you know they have a little bit of chemistry going. But then Common invites her <laughs> to his upcoming birthday for the weekend, and he just met this person at a gas station and talked to her for what? 30 seconds, maybe, right. maybe let's extrapolate to movie time and it's 20 minutes, maybe at sure. most, not even, not even. And so that general premise was a little bit like, what just happened? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the scene because I have more to add to this particular scene is that yes, Scott inviting Leslie to his birthday party is ridiculous. And it's also like at his house. No way is a high profile NBA player who probably has like valuables and a very nice, nice house, as we do end up getting to see, does he invite a random stranger he meets at a gas station? I mean, maybe he feels some comfort because he knows that she's a true fan. But at the same time, like a true fan could be a deranged person, like a crazy fan. Yeah, that would be even more reason not to, to exactly. in my, it'd be, you'd be extra wary. Totally. Um, 
But I think, I guess the writers are trying to show like that's the kind of energy Queen Latifah ha- um, Leslie has. I keep, yeah. I don't even remember their names. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leslie has throughout the movie because she kind of has that relationship with most of the people she meets where this instant like ability. Mm. So he's just comfortable and she wasn't overbearing as a fan, but um, still a little um, incredulous that he anyone would invite any stranger to their birthday. 100%. 100%. <laughs> So the other thing I have to add on to this scene is that, as I mentioned, I live in New Jersey. The IZOD Center, which is the stadium in which the Nets are playing at, which is now called, I think, the Meadowlands or MetLife Stadium. The Nets play at the Barclays now. Yes. So a lot of things have happened in the past 12 years, but uh, IZOD Center is no longer a functioning stadium. But my point is, is that they're at the gas station in New Jersey and they're both pumping their own gas. Uh, I don't know how many listeners are out there who don't know this about New Jersey, but we are legally not allowed to pump our own gas in gas stations in New Jersey. So their meat cute, to me, off the bat, is impossible. Mm-hmm. They, they would never have gotten out of the car. They would have had gas attendants. The conversation would have never happened. They would have never met. So uh, that is a big WTF for me. Yeah, um, I did notice that, but... Just everything, I guess, about the scene. <laughs> they could have just made it happen not in New Jersey, I guess. Oh, well, I guess the team at the time were was in New Jersey because it was the New Jersey Nets. Now they're the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and I guess they needed to do the whole car bit, right? Like, Leslie drives this really old vintage Mustang, and he helps her into the car. He can't open the car door, and the whole car door has a dimple and that becomes a whole story that leslie shares later on so fine i can overlook it for the sake of story but as a person who lives in new jersey that was an immediate flag Mm -hmm. it's a good one not a wtf moment but the random best friend slash agent i felt like they tried to not hammer at home but there are a lot of moments where the agent i don't even know what the actor's name is or the uh character's name is i think his name is nelson why is this important for us to know that he's a best friend and the agent. Not necessary. It was superfluous in my opinion. And I don't know why I feel so passionate about a WTF I feel very vaguely like there's a couple plot points that knowing he's the best friend, he's in his best interest. Mm. I don't remember what specifically, but I have this very small inkling of like a recollection. Yeah. Well, he also says that Scott McKnight is his only client. And that's... A little bizarre to me, because if you represent Scott McKnight, who is, again, I don't know, top 10 NBA player, I don't know how sports works, but that just seems suspect to me. Yeah, nowadays you probably have more clients, but there are some power agents there that if they was like one of the best players in the NBA, they don't have a big clientele or like they just focus on that. They probably Mm. have a huge contract. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Besides, um, okay. yes, go on. The rest, the rest of the main plot, <laughs> which is Scott McKnight falls in love with both Morgan and Leslie within mm. a course of like three months. For because the entire movie, at least the entire like first ninety eight percent of the movie, takes place mm-hmm. over the course of during the NBA season into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so that means he's fallen in love with Morgan, gotten engaged with her in the few months, then falls in love with Leslie over that, basically overlapping that time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it's like, again, like the whole, that you're an NBA player thing, like you've probably dealt with and dated a lot because um, you're 
a veteran of the league and a star player and such like right. that. So there's that plot point. Mm-hmm. Next is Leslie is a physical therapist. Why does she need to live at his house? Oh yeah. And why does he? She need to be a live-in PT. He's rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's rehabbing all the time. But she's also from New Jersey. They don't live that far apart. It seems like. Other than for the movement of the plot, why would she need to live in this house? And the other PT that she originally had is supposed to be this like very attractive that seems like she's hitting on him, um, physical therapist, but she's apparently like world renowned. That's how she's introduced. And his agent best friend is like, she's the best. Mm -hmm. And somehow this new woman in his life that's been in his life for two months (laughs) is like, hey, my friend's a PT and she's really good. Maybe she can take over instead. Yeah. Every setup, basically, for a main plot point kind of was like a little bit like eyebrow raise. Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. The live-in thing, I didn't even bat an eye because I was like, sure, of course she needs to move in. Like, how else are they going to move this plot along? The live-in part is definitely unnecessary. But I think Leslie might be jumping at this job opportunity also because A, she... She's mentioned, I I actually don't remember the timeline of the movie, but she says that she can, quote, do her job in her sleep. And she's always looking for ways to like up her her knowledge of her career and her industry. And she loves the Nets. This is like a perfect combination of things for her. But agree. PCL injury. As you were talking, this is what Scott is out of the game for. Is it possible to come back that quickly? As you mentioned, like the time span of this movie, like three months nowadays it's it's crazy what athletes come back from they come back from even crazier injuries so Mm. i don't know if you're coming back 100 percent, but yeah athletes nowadays medicine technology (laughs) steroids i don't know (laughs) know. they um everyone's on peds these days people people seem to recover at like crazy rates nowadays like not previously thought to be possible so Hmm. um, i'll give that a pass i guess unlikely but a pass got it got it Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this. But you were talking about the other world-renowned PT. And as you mentioned it, and we're going to get into race dynamics here, which is why I'm not sure I want to keep this in. This PT is tall, blonde, white woman, and skinny. And she is instantly seen as a threat. Hmm. Uh, Maybe I'm making more of it than there needs to be. But she's like one of three white people in this movie, if that. Am I looking too deep? I don't think so. I don't know if you should cut this though. <laughs> but yeah, I could totally see it. Who are the other white people? Is the agent? Her? The agent. Even the agent best friend is a little bit like... Ambiguous. Ambiguous, a little bumbling, like very minor and like afterthought. This tall, white, blonde woman is like... Like if it was like a tall, tall, beautiful black woman, I, I just, I don't know. It seems like it was a choice to have it be a tall blonde white woman mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree i bet it was purposely blonde purposely i mean there's a little bit of a stereotype i guess but i would not put it out of question <laughs> okay glad to know that i'm not like crazy for thinking about this but yeah i that just came to my mind as you were talking about it what else here i mean there's so many as you mentioned the whole movie is kind of a wtf but we'll just let the rest of it slide i guess they they um along the lines of him falling in love in a couple of months then he ends up he's about to get married to her best friend Mm -hmm. within those few months and then her mom played by pam greer 
Right. And that both moms are played by actresses that are famous, but yeah. um, have totally underutilized both of them. Uh, very 100%. forgettable. They're barely in the movie. Yeah, that was one of my moments that I wanted to mention. Like, why cast these iconic women and then not use them? But sorry, go on. Yeah. Scott's mom is like skeptical of Morgan, but mm-hmm. loves Leslie. And mm-hmm. part of the thing, she's just like, oh, are you sure you want to get married like right away to Morgan? Like, even without skepticism, like no time passed. And then he just does it again with the person, with Leslie. <laughs> and it's before the next season because it was, they started dating in the playoffs or after the playoffs. Mm-hmm. of the previous season and then the wedding is i don't know in during the season so mm. that means it's like a matter of a few months probably again and again that's not impossible that happens but you know yeah <laughs> i hear you absolutely i'm always really i i'm skeptical when things happen really fast for no reason um let's talk the ending what are your thoughts are you happy with it predictable but fine yeah i'm trying to <laughs> try to think what happened <laughs> He stays with his long time. He wanted to be a Nets player for life, and he gets to do that. And her favorite team is the Nets, and that's actually her preference if it weren't mm-hmm. for him. So they both get what they want. Yeah. And it's successful. It's just like super, super neat bow. Yeah, exactly. They they both get what they want. Leslie becomes, I think, a professional. I don't know if she becomes a professional trainer, but she's on the Nets payroll as a physical therapist. So she gets to be with Scott every day. I don't know if she gets to travel with him for games but they're married and scott is still like this amazing basketball player so mm-hmm. that'd be sure. a lot though right if you worked and trout and like 24 7 basically you see your partner too much too, too much, much. Right? i think too much um but i did want to call out this television interview that scott ends up doing with Stuart scott and him running off I don't know if it gave you Jerry Maguire vibes, but I was like watching this and I was like, oh, this is kind of like Jerry Maguire where they end the movie with like this epiphany during the interview. Am I off base here? (laughs) There was an interview at the end of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not like the last beat, but it's like the moment when Scott realizes he's in love with Leslie. And that's when... Morgan also kind of realizes too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone everyone kind of realizes that's Morgan's little arc, I guess. Yeah, if we can call it that. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, I can see parallels to that. And that, funnily enough, that was the other movie we were trying to uh, get a hold of. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Maguire. Well, maybe we can talk about that one next, another sports movie. But yeah, I'm. I think ultimately I'm just like, like, fine. A mediocre ending to a mediocre uh, movie. We know that Leslie and Scott get married, but do you think, like, do they make it? Do you think they last as a couple? I do. I actually do. I, yeah, it's both what they want, and there's no, I don't know what the conflict would be. Or They're yeah. both not super young or anything. They're they're both far along in their career, successful at what they do. There's no reason for them to break off from each other, I guess. Yeah, it does seem like they both got what they wanted. And like the conflict wasn't even really conflict, if you come to think of it. Like she just thought that she was playing second fiddle, but he just needed time to get there, you know, and see Leslie for who she is. Sure, they stay together. I don't really... (laughs) I agree, I agree. Not that I don't care, but it's like, sure, sure, why not? Um, So one of the scenes in this movie... We talked about them like playing jazz together. Like this is a moment where they almost have their first kiss. Things might be turning romantic. Leslie brings, or she's carrying a plate of chocolate chip cookies sandwiched with marshmallows. 
and I forget what she calls it, but like this is her like signature dessert that is a easy pick me up for her. Whenever she's feeling down, she always makes this for herself. What do you think of that treat? What is that like? Does that sound like a treat that you would eat slash enjoy? Can you describe it again? So it's chocolate chip cookies, two chocolate chip cookies that sandwich a marshmallow. That's a thing, though, isn't it? Is, is that it? a thing? I feel like that's got to exist. I mean, you you are probably right, and there's probably a name for it, but I just, I've never come across it. I've never eaten one. Have you tried that before? So that's why I'm unsure. I feel like I've eaten something like this before in a store or like, that's a thing. I guess it's like a s'more, but instead of graham crackers and the chocolate, it's just two chocolate chip cookies and one marshmallow. Um... I guess because I'm unsure, I'm going to have to say, <laughs> no, it doesn't really appeal to me, but I'm trying to think if I like, like, I'm not a big s'more person, but like s'mores can be good, like in the, in the right, like you're by a campfire and take mm-hmm. out the s'mores. It's like kind of the whole mood of it. So yeah. I guess that's a similar type situation, like, and wouldn't not try it, but yeah. What about you? Same with you. I'm not a huge s'mores person. I think the older I've gotten, the older I get, the less I like marshmallows actually. Yeah. They're not very good. Because I think it has to be like in the perfect, a perfect consistency for a s'more to be good. And part of that is a melted marshmallow. I'm I'm getting very into the weeds of this snack that Leslie eats, but I'm so like curious as to like, I'm sure people also have opinions on it, is that a marshmallow needs to be like a little bit melty and a little bit gooey for it to be kind of enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And the cookies that she uses in this movie, they look like Chips Ahoy cookies, like hard, out of the box. Mm-hmm. But if it's a good like, chewy and crispy cookie with a ooey gooey marshmallow i think i could go for that yeah i would definitely if, if we were hanging out and you and frank were like here try these uh, desserts we made i wouldn't be like um you know i'm good I, i'd try it yeah yeah it's kind of like this movie it's like a you know like yeah i guess i try it yeah Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think just watching common take a bite out of it i was just like that doesn't look very good <laughs> It was like a hard snap of a cookie. I don't know. Again, I'm reading very deep Maybe into this. Maybe it's supposed to be hard because it's supposed to simulate graham cracker. Maybe. <laughs> let, let us know in the comments if uh, this dessert already exists so we can go try it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to Google this uh, a little bit later, but I don't know why that, that just kind of stuck out to me. So this movie, admittedly, both of us are rating it quite average and none of us, neither of us have a strong relationship with this movie, but... What do you think like the general consensus is of this movie? Is it a beloved film in terms of the rom-com genre? What do you think like the popularity is of it? And like, why do people, if they do, keep coming back to it? <laughs> um, do people keep coming back to it? <laughs> Great question. That is my question as well. I think IMDb appropriately rated it. And that kind of encompasses what, what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like the worst movie ever made it's not a great rom-com it's it's everyone is fine at best i guess mm-hmm. I, I guess queen latifah's character is the best point about it she probably drags up that average a bit yeah not really sure about the rewatchability of it mm-hmm. um i've seen a lot of movies as have you and mm-hmm. we both said we've kind of never seen this movie before so yeah i think that kind of says what it says I agree with you. I don't know, like, I'm not above watching a terrible movie over and over again. Like, there are movies out there that I've 
probably embarrassingly watched too many times. But for this, for me, this movie misses something. And I guess I'm struggling figuring out what it is. Like, why is this movie in particular not that rewatchable? Because I agree with you. I don't think it it really is. I guess to answer my own conundrum is that like it's not particularly funny there's no like funny bits where you can like laugh at like for a quick laugh or it's not really gonna Mm -hmm. elevate your spirits so much but yeah i again i'm I'm not sure that this movie is that beloved either but i do question like it is on cable every once in a while like you and i both kind of like just watch bits and pieces of it i think right now it's on hulu which is how you and i Mm -hmm. uh, were able to watch it in full i I think it's exactly what we had a problem with coming up with earlier when you were asking like what are your favorite scenes what's memorable about this and there's nothing that stands out it was fine like Mm -hmm. i don't like i don't hate that i watched the movie or anything (laughs) but i don't i didn't really remember the characters names either right i didn't remember there's no i couldn't even think of a scene that was like oh yeah that scene is like defines the movie Mm-hmm. Um, with super cute scenes like there could have been like that piano scene where they're kind of doing jazz and the cookies like I mm. feel like that could have been something kind of like cute to remember but don't even really remember that the characters oftentimes in these kind of movie there's like some like oh that supporting character is great and very memorable there was right. nothing like that and so it hits all these like very general rom-com notes and it does a fine job of a passable job but there's nothing that stands out about any of those things. No, no, like big quotes, no big scenes. So just Mm. largely forgettable, I think. And I think that's the problem with it. Yeah. Well put, well put. Um, Has this movie aged well, in your opinion? I I didn't really even think about when this movie was made when I watched it. So in that sense, Hmm. I guess it's aged fine, but there were some points you mentioned earlier, like social media existing and that would have changed a little bit of the dynamic of the movie. But I, I don't think it would have affected the whole thing because um, when Morgan is dating Common's character, like you see like the tabloids and the magazines and the mm. newspaper articles coming up and that would just be like changed to social media slash media in that sense. So I don't, mm-hmm. I think it does hold up in that sense. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's not, a, I wouldn't say timeless, but it is kind of evergreen, I guess, in the sense like, because the conflict isn't like so crazy. It is kind of, believable in many ways i have written down here is that uh, common's mom who's played by felicia rashad which is unfortunate that she is given such little screen time uh she is the president of his fan club do fan clubs still exist absolutely they oh i I don't i don't know from personal experience (laughs) but i would be more surprised to know that they don't exist than they do i guess I don't know if the term fan club is like a specific definition. Like what happens, what do you do to get into a fan? I've never been part of a fan club, so I don't know. But, you know, she seemed to be taking calls and like on his behalf. I guess I'm coming at this question with the assumption that they do not exist, but you say that they do. And I don't think they exist anymore because of just the advent of social media. But I guess it makes sense that they do still exist. Maybe not in the capacity... Right. I mean, what defines a fan club? Right. That is the question I think we need to determine. But I mean, we don't need to determine it. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's what does a fan club even mean? But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny because uh, mom being president of the fan club is mentioned a few times in this movie. Yeah. I'll look into that as well. There's got to be. <laughs> There's got to be. 
I mean, like organized fan groups kind of thing or like fan pages that people are a part of. So fan page. Yes, I totally believe fan pages. But in an organized sense, which becomes a fan club to me. I guess. I guess you're right. (laughs) I think. How does one get into a fan club? Because back then, like when I was growing up and you and I were growing up, I think you literally had to like write in and like stamp an envelope and like write letters and like, I don't know, pay an admission fee to be part of a fan club. I might be getting this all wrong, but I don't actually know what it means to sign up for a fan club. Whereas now I think there's, yeah, Facebook pages, you can just like follow them. But again, I don't know what you get in return besides content. Like, do you get free stuff? Do you get free swag? Yeah, I will probably look into the definition of a fan club in in 2022. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to some trivia here. Um, Not a lot. The original film included a shot of Kanye West and Amber Rose. Um, Side note, do you remember when that was a moment? That was a moment. Shot at courtside at one of the games, but before the movie was released, Kanye did his, you know, he had the whole Taylor Swift moment and Kanye was effectively cut from this film. Uh, This film came out number four at the box office opening weekend behind Iron Man 2, Robin Hood, and Letters to Juliet, Mm. which I'm surprised by. Number four? Uh, Paula Patton was four months pregnant when she finished this film, and her baby daddy is the singer, Robin Thicke. Or I I shouldn't say baby daddy. Like, she was married to him. They have effectively gotten divorced. Um, But that's all the trivia I found that was interesting to me. Which is on track for a, a movie that we don't really have strong feelings about. Well, the one trivia I was hoping you would give me is like, what do they do? How do they shoot those basketball scenes? Yeah, I, I like tried to look. I mean, granted, I didn't look super, super deep, but uh, wasn't able to find any particular explanations of how they how they did that or what games they filmed at. Or, I mean, they must have filmed at existing games. Mm-hmm. But what, what do they do like at halftime? Like they don't do it at halftime and come and runs on the court like probably uh, or they could splice like real scenes with like after the game scenes. Hmm. that seems like that would be a lot of cgi slash a lot of extra visual effects dollars i don't know it's very possible yeah well i what i mean is they cut between it so like like when they show the court side they just show the real court side and then when got they're it, showing the on game on the court stuff like that's mm-hmm. filmed separately yeah Movie magic. Yes. Um, I think we can wrap it up. Do you have any last thoughts or last takes before we sign off? It will be interesting to see in a year when we're snowboarding together, skiing together, <laughs> if we remember this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I share those sentiments. This movie was fine at best. Um, I still maintain that if maybe they had a better actor playing Scott McKnight, Maybe this movie could have been a little bit better, but maybe it didn't need to have a better actor because this is Queen Latifah's movie. Unfortunately, quite forgettable. Probably won't be revisiting this movie anytime soon. But as we've been talking about this, I'm like, oh no, does Justin like, not that you're mad at me, but it's like, why did Michelle pick such a mediocre film for us to talk about? No, I was fine with it. I, uh, you asked me multiple times. You're like, are you okay watching this film? Yeah, I felt so bad. I was like, uh, I know like probably not that many people have a strong relationship with this movie. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Maybe you do. Maybe people out there do have a strong relationship with this movie. And we've just kind of... not. We didn't like it. Someone someone may like it. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I didn't regret seeing the movie or anything. It's, it's forgettable, but not 
a waste of time, so to speak, I guess. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't waste your time. I was also doing other things <laughs> and watching. So I thought maybe I would have enjoyed it even more. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I appreciate your time watching the movie and talking with me. Thanks, Michelle, for having me. Thanks to all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate just right on a scale from one to 10? All right, we'll chat with you again next week. Bye.